Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. All right, and you're live. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. It's me, the Girl Economist, and we are coming to you live. We have with us none other than the man, Harley Schlanger himself. You can check him out over at the theschillerinstitute.org, theschillerinstitute.org, as well as larouchepack.com. Folks, Harley is a man who is a, he is the clear voice of reason in this chaotic and troubled world. And uh, with that being said, folks, without any further ado, Harley, how are you? I'm doing great, Vinny. How are you? I'm hanging in there, Harley. I mean, a lot of things are going on, but I must say that there's also a lot of wonderful things that are going on. Some major victories taking place. I mean, uh, we have the establishment still in meltdown over Helsinki. Uh, we have uh, the, 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 the events that are happening in Europe with Italy saying no to the migrants. Uh, it was announced today that North Korea has exhumed and is in transport of 55 U.S. soldiers who have died uh, uh, in the Korean War and having their remains uh, flown back to the United States as a sign of good gesture. So, um, there's some, uh, so where do you want to begin? There's so many things going on. Well, I, I think it's worth talking about something that I, I'm sure is not covered in the United States, which is the BRICS summit going on in South Africa right now. Yes. And this is this is really significant. You have Xi Jinping there. You have uh, President Putin is there. Uh, but you also have, they're now calling it the BRICS Plus. They have Argentina, Turkey, mm -hmm. Indonesia, uh, Nigeria is there. And what they're really talking about now in a very concentrated way, is that if the European and American economies can continue to insist on central bank dollar policies, they're moving toward a new financial system. And they say that they're not doing it to punish the West, it's that the Western system doesn't finance development, Correct. doesn't finance physical infrastructure or physical economy. And so you have Xi Jinping gave a beautiful speech about how science and technology is the key to the future. And he said, not just for the elite, but for all the people. And in Africa now, we're seeing growth rates that are six, seven, eight percent in countries like Ethiopia, Djibouti. Yeah. Um, it, it's a I fantastic mean, process. Look at Rwanda. I mean, yeah. God, this was a country that ravaged by the genocide and the way that it, I can't, I was looking at pictures of Rwanda the other day, Harley, and I was blown away. The capital Kilgali, clean, beautiful, skyscrapers, five-star hotels, cafes, libraries, bookstores, live open concerts. It was, I couldn't believe it. Beer gardens. I was like, this isn't crazy. <laughs> Rwanda. Well you know, from, from talking to the Chinese people that I know who are in Germany now, what they're saying is that, look, development requires certain commitments. 
The first one is that you have to have a commitment to the general welfare. Yeah. And one of my Chinese friends here said, you Americans have the general welfare in your constitution, in the preamble, but it seems somewhere along the way you lost your way. Mm -hmm. And what he said is that, look, in China, we're having a problem. We have, we have debt. We have a, a, a modified bubble in certain areas, but we're not pretending it's not a bubble. We're addressing it. And I think this yeah. is what's important. The Chinese have been rumored to be ready to go into a crash you know, for the last three or four years from the naysayers. And now they're saying, why isn't China crashing? Well, it's simple. <clears throat> they're putting their money into something that has actual value. And I don't mean value in terms of being able to sell, but value in terms of being able to produce greater value in the future. That's what productivity is. And we should learn something from that. And certainly the Africans are. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, recently I just saw an article in the Wall Street Journal. The U.S. is uh, doubling and tripling down more of um, uh, its military operations in Africa. And I said to myself, you know, here we have the, the, the leftover old way of thinking, the deep state death dealers out there creating havoc and I'm saying, and I'm shaking my head because you know, you know, um, the, the the U.S. the old guard is out there dealing death, and the Chinese and the Russians and the Indians are out there in Africa, and they're winning big in terms of business and development, and and all of which without even firing a bullet. It's 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 ridiculous, Harley. It really is. Well, it's also the Japanese are very much involved. Oh in yes, you know, yes. I think, yeah, but I think. This is what the president means when he talks about economic nationalism. He, he means, number one, you emphasize real growth in your own economy first. And this is not an exclusionary process because Trump has never said we're not going to trade or we're, we're going to go America first means we're only going to buy American goods. It means we're going to be able to produce what we need and produce goods for export but we're gonna have fair trade. Now, if you look at that, what you see is that that's what the Chinese are doing, that's what the Russians are trying to do, that's what the world needs. And you have some Republicans who say, no, we have to have the old rules of free trade, which is basically corporate control, bankers control. Then you have the, the hardcore neoconservatives who say Trump shouldn't be talking to Putin because Putin's a bad guy. How do we know? Because we read the Washington Post. <laughs> the Washington uh, we, Post. we listen to Marco Rubio, little Marco, who's jumping up and down like a dime store Napoleon in the Senate, taking on China and, and Russia. <laughs> when Marco Rubio couldn't earn a dime if it wasn't for the Koch brothers and some of these right-wing Heritage Foundation types that contribute to him. The, the, so the Heretic got, Foundation, yes. Yeah. So you've got a left and a right wing. You know, I, I was going to write an article, uh, Trump saying enemies to the left of me, enemies to the right of me. That's what he's got. Mm. Because the old left and the old right, the neoliberals and the neoconservatives can't break out of their old way of thinking, even if it's killing the country. And Trump has made it clear he's not going to stand for the country being destroyed for the benefit of a handful of speculators. So he's got to move to the next phase. We've been talking about this for a while, you and I, but he's got to move into a, a phase of real physical production. 
but we're moving in that direction. And I, I think we see the screeching and screaming of the neocons. Um, you know, I, I like the way Trump handled the postponement of the meeting with Putin. He sent John Bolton out there to say, we're going to wait till the witch hunt is over. Then we're going to bring Putin in. Mm. Do, you, do you think that witch, the witch hunt is winding down? I mean, this has gotten, this has gone past the point of a laughingstock, uh, a laughingstock of a, of a, <laughs> of a witch hunt, Harley. Uh, what's well, the, you know, I think the, to, to see the witch hunt pretty soon, you're going to have to subscribe to porn channels. Uh, you have Playboy <laughs> models, Stormy Daniels. Uh, you know, this is what they've got on Trump. Michael Cohen. I mean, maybe he's going to turn. Who knows? But you know, what the what was ironic? Is what is he going to turn into, Harley? Huh? The question is, what is Michael Cohen going to turn into? Is the question because he has yeah, nothing yeah. to Trump? Yeah. Well, you know, the the funniest thing was they're saying, well, Cohen's uh, tape that he made proves that Trump did know about Stormy Daniels payments and other things. And they go on and on about this. And then they say, well, however, there's nothing illegal about this. So you've just read a 3,000-word article that, as uh, to quote Peter Strzok, there's no there there. They <laughs> have nothing. Right. And it's clear they have nothing. But they're going to try to smear Trump and create an environment where his supporters won't turn out in November. So the Democrats think they can win the House and maybe proceed with an impeachment and then use some of these Republican turncoats like Ben Sasse from Nebraska and some of these others to get an impeachment. Now, it's not going to work because I think the real Trump supporters know that we're in a long war. Yeah. It wasn't won in November 2016. It hasn't been won yet. It's not going to win, be won, until Mueller's operation is shut down, until people like Brennan and Clapper are shut up, and mm. until the president is able to conduct foreign policy without having to look over each of his shoulders to see who's coming after him. Right, exactly. You know, one of the things... Um Again, the, the, the deep state fear mongers, again, are whipping up a, a tizzy. Uh, it was recently reported from Australia, the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, uh, ABC. I guess it's their version of the BBC. Uh, they just said out that Trump is going to bomb Iran next month, Harley. Have you heard of this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> uh, well, remember, he was supposedly already going to be in a nuclear war with Kim Jong-un. Right. So, you know, the one thing I think we've learned is that the term pundit means nothing except a license to lie and, and get paid for it. So we, we have a situation where reality is asserting itself. The biggest problem, V, that I see yeah. is that the people who aren't quite sure whether they can trust Trump or not, and the question is not trumping trust, uh, tr uh, uh, trusting Trump, the question is fighting for principles of the American system. But too many people just don't have access to the kind of discussion that, that you have every day on rogue money. Um, one of our friends, for example, had his site shut down earlier this yep, week. Sean over at SGT. Yeah. yeah. Um, for supposedly violating community standards, which they couldn't tell him what he violated. No, he never so, did. 
where even where you do have people fighting to get the truth out, it doesn't get out widely enough because of the clampdown of this censorship and also the uh, horrific state of the mainstream media. But on the other side, there are enough people who are tuning into you, who are tuning into some of the uh, new media, uh, social media, right. uh, Twitter with Trump, who are getting the picture. And we've just got to make sure that there's no complacency, but that people understand that this is a long war, it's a fight for the future, and it's not just good enough to know who the bad guys are. You have to know what the good policies are, what a real good economic policy is, as opposed to just how to make money on the stock market. And I, I think a lot of my effort over the, the next six months or so uh, is going to be aimed at, at really educating people to understand what is the American system and how do you produce real wealth. And I, I think if people get the idea, the American people are always willing to roll up their sleeves and innovate and work hard and, and produce something new. But we've got to have our, our country oriented in that direction, not looking for quick fixes but understanding that, that there are things that we do that are better than the rest of the world, and we've got to make sure we keep doing them. Oh, absolutely. I'm 1,000% agree. Harley, um, what else is on your radar? Uh, we have the BRIC Summit. Any, any details you want to uh, talk about that? Well, the main thing is that the, the BRICS countries are moving ahead aggressively, not just in Africa, but in, in South and Central America and Asia with uh, high-speed rail, with bridges, with power plants, and with machine tool production, auto plant production. You know, Nigeria is having a new auto plant that will turn out more cars than uh, Elon Musk. So, uh, <laughs> you know, you're, you're seeing some changes like that. Now, one thing I found really quite interesting is what um, Jeremy Corbyn said two days ago in England. Mm. And you know, if Donald Trump were a Trotskyite or an ex-Trotskyite like uh, Corbyn, he might be sounding a lot like Corbyn right now. Corbyn said something that was fascinating. He, he said the city of London has destroyed the British economy. And he said the emphasis on finances and financial innovation knocked the manufacturing sector in the British economy from 22% uh, down to under 10% of the wealth production, right. while the city of London is now at something like 16% of the income that comes into uh, Britain. Now, that doesn't count the shadow banking system. So Corbyn said, we've got to have a make in England policy where we start reviving our industrial sector. And so what was the first thing that came out of his opponents, including in labor, his, labor, his Tony Blair labor opponents and also the Tories? that he's an anti-Semite because he's against the city of London. <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. No, it's... Uh, <laughs> in fact, one of the, Tony Blair's leading former supporters had to be silenced by her own party, the Labour Party, because of her attack on the floor of the parliament against Corbyn. So, you know, wow. I'm not saying Corbyn's a solution, but what he's dealing with is something interesting. May is trying to get out of Brexit. The people in England are really angry at how the elites are treating them. And they know there's no solution in the EU. 
and there's no solution in the British parties. And so when Corbyn comes and says, we're going essentially saying we're going to put Britain first, we're going to start manufacturing again. He jumps up in the polls. Now, we've seen that in Italy. We saw right. it in Austria. Sometimes in Italy and Austria, they call it the, the far right. And in, in the United Kingdom, they say Corbyn is the far left. <laughs> well, at a certain point, if you turn on the establishment, I don't think that's right or left. I, I think that's correct to turn on the establishment. And you've got to know where to take the country. But we're seeing a global insurgency. And I think this is what the president can call on in the American people. I don't think most Americans are satisfied yet. You know, we supposedly have higher growth uh, that was announced yesterday. We supposedly have much better job situation. There's still too many people who are working for minimum wage or less yeah. in part-time and temporary jobs who are barely making it. So there's a lot of work to be done. There is. But we are moving in a potentially good direction. But we've got to keep fighting. Right. You know, Harley, uh, th th that is the key. we got to keep fighting. And, you know, but one of the things I do love is that the establishment, I mean, when you look at over here in the, at, at home with the Democrats, they are, they are completely in disarray. Uh, they're members of the, uh, they're called the the uh, Democratic Socialism Movement. They they really uh, are taking the party to the far, far fringe of the left, and I like to call them unicorn Socialism, Harley, unicorn socialism. So uh, that's what's uh, that's the only thing that platform they're they're running on, and they're going to lose big. I think I see the establishment losing. It's because you know programs like you know like this and, and guests like like you that have really been working hard for the last several decades getting the word out. And if anybody thinks that their you know efforts or, or you know that we can't make a difference, we can't change. Let 2016 of what's happening in this country and all across the Western world, let that be a testimony of what happens when people finally wake up. Harley, yeah, your, final, exactly. your final comments and uh, anything else you want to discuss, go for it. Well, I, I think this is a, a very unique moment in history because the, the United States has a chance to uh, reinvigorate the traditions that made our country great. Yeah. And you know, that's not just a slogan, make America great again. It's a real factor in history that when you have the proper government, uh, that not too big, not too bulky or in the way, but a government that works with uh, inspiring innovation, with providing the credits so that entrepreneurs and inventors and scientists can produce new technologies, so that young people can get a real education that's affordable and become productive citizens. That's what will create the revitalization that the world needs from America. And now we see in the other part of the world, in Eurasia, in China, in India, in Japan, countries that in spite of the horrible governments we had of, of Bush and Obama, they're still open to working with the United States. And so if Trump were to work together in an alliance with, were allowed, in fact, to be able to work in an alliance with Putin and Xi and Abe of Japan and Moon of South Korea, Modi of India, we could have a totally transformed world in which nation states work together for the benefit of their people and for the mutual cooperation and benefit for the other nations. 
And so that's what people have to look forward to. We cover this on LaRouche Pack every single day, and I'd encourage people to go there. Uh, I have a new email address to get to my blog if people want to see the articles I've written. If you go to my blog page, my sign-up page and sign in, you can get free access to all my articles. And the address is lpac.co backslash Harling. I'm sorry it's a little complicated, but lpac.co backslash Harley. And you can see what I've been doing for the last uh, year and a half. Absolutely. Harley Schlanger, thank you so much for being on with us. We really appreciate you and your words. Uh, folks, again, follow him on the Institute.org as well as the LaRouchePack.com. With that being said, we're over and out. Take it away, CJ.